0: For this episode, I thought I would change the script a little bit. You know, my good colleague, Wendy Lubell, who I've talked to, you know, a decent amount of times throughout the past year or so, uh, we recently connected on some very interesting topics. And Wendy's just so kind and giving and caring. And, you know, she listens to the podcast and she said, Darian, I want to interview you because you're always spending time helping other people and trying to get the best out of them and giving them a platform she said people need to hear more about you so I think you guys are going to find a pretty interesting conversation as Wendy and I discuss networking our um, feelings about cannabis and psychedelics and our experiences with it and how positive it has been for both of us Um and I think it's interesting that it's important that people who are doing things positively and upstanding individuals and responsible people share stories about uh, cutting edge things that are really helping other people. And Wendy it's just incredible to want to interview me and ask me questions about my experiences with these things. So. Uh, Without further ado, we are going to jump into the conversation uh, that we had, and Wendy is driving uh, from Washington, D.C. to Hershey, Pennsylvania on her way home for the um, podcast. So uh, this is a road podcast here, so I look forward to you guys listening to it. So enjoy the conversation. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. So you're driving. I am. Is that okay? yo, Yeah. Totally fine. Where are you headed to? Okay.
1: Home from uh, DC to
0: uh, Hershey. Oh, DC to Hershey. Your normal drive, right? My normal
1: drive. Yeah. But awesome. I'm
0: sitting
1: in a. I. We're not recording yet, right?
0: Yeah, we are. Now we. Are. I just oh. started up. <laughs> it's okay. Oh,
1: okay. Cool. <laughs> No, 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 I'm sitting in, I'm in a rental car right now because my car is in the shop and it's so Mm -hmm. much fun to drive this car. Really? Yeah, it's Uh. the Audi uh, Quattro.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. Fantastic. I just got a new car actually not too long ago, Uh, maybe a month Mm -hmm. ago. I got a Tesla, the Model 3. It's awesome. Oh,
1: sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, I have a client that has three Teslas
0: they're amazing i'm never getting a gas car again i'm telling you i know
1: that'll be that'll be my next car i bought a car in uh july but i can't get a tesla yet because i drive uh too far
0: oh yeah the range yeah Yeah. i see
1: so in a couple years it'll be available to me and that'll be my next purchase
0: and you're gonna love it i'm telling you you're gonna love it it's crazy i got the black on black the black Sweet. outside, black interior, and out yeah. here in Washington, it's never that warm, so it's it's not like it's like too hot to have, you know, at some right, point. So, right.
1: let me give you a tip. Have you ever had a black car?
0: Yes, I have many oh, times. Okay. Yeah,
1: so my car is in the shop because the car wash put uh, swirls and scratches on it. I see. The adjuster, the adjuster said to me, "You know what? I don't think you should ever get another black car because <laughs> I'm Um I'm getting it. Yeah, I'm getting it detailed and yeah." yeah debating about a coating on it um
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's sweet people stop me all the time with this volvo because it's a sport wagon and they don't see yeah. them often gotcha and, uh, yeah anyway so that's that we can that is it. that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh, you know i like to jump in ease it in a little bit you know so <laughs> right.
1: cool perfect
0: So I'm excited what we're going to chat about today and your idea for us to discuss kind of some uh, interesting topics related to like psychedelics and all that stuff. So
1: Awesome. I know. Me too. Me too. Um, First, though, I think it's really important for, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how I met you.
0: Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, because when you know, I didn't really use LinkedIn very much uh back about a year ago and you know, I was just kind of scrolling through reading articles and you had you must have been connected with a friend mm-hmm. and you had posted that you were just looking to connect with people with no agenda. And I thought, finally, there's someone <laughs> like me in the world. So I immediately wrote you and I was like, "Let's talk." And then um I mean, it was just a breath of fresh air for me to you know find somebody that truly values i mean there are plenty of people in the world that do so i just want to be clear but sure. truly you know values just connecting with people and um i mean that's my favorite thing to do in the world and you know connect people with other people or other things they need and want and here i got to have a conversation with you and you said you know, hey, what can I do for you? And I thought, no way. Kylie, <laughs> you know, it, it's like looking at me. So I really, yeah. really appreciated it. And you sent me down this, like, whirlwind of amazing <laughs> people. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do you have so much energy? <laughs> so I'm going to ask that. To you. Yeah,
0: how do I have so much energy for this?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh man. I think for me is – um. Networking is very natural for me. It always has been. And, um, you know, I've had networking groups, organizations that I formed, uh, you know, big events and things of that nature. I would just feel I've always felt this need to connect with other people because I've always felt like they're not that it was necessarily missing in me, but I felt Mm -hmm. like it was missing in so many other people. And Mm -hmm. often in health and wellness world, I mean, you know, being in the business, it's like, I would try to unite personal trainers. I had this big goal many, many years ago, over a decade. I'm going to get all these personal trainers in Las Vegas to meet each other, connect, and really help each other, grow each other's businesses, and just be good people to each other. And it was incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult. And I ended up stopping doing it because, unfortunately, it's just, you know, trainers just want to spend time working mostly. They're like, I have to work. I can't spend time doing all this networking. But it didn't stop me. I just was like, you know, I'm going to start using technology to meet a lot of different people from around the world and really just focus on one day at a time. My energy to it is just like, hey, I'm just going to be consistent. I'm going to reach out to like 20, 30 people every single day. I still do that. Mm -hmm. And the, the funny thing is you have to reach out to that many people because a very tiny fraction of them actually get back to you. I know. So, I know. <laughs> so it's like a volume game for me. And then once I actually get somebody on the phone, I can lower their defenses and say, hey, listen, I'm literally just trying to get to know you. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not trying to sell you the latest and greatest things or try to pull the wool over your eyes and go, oh, now I got you. Now I'm going to try to get you to buy this thing. I don't care about that. That's not my thing. Right. I just want to be a good example of a good person to other people and i think that's not sexy to a lot of people they're like well where's what's the catch or what's the big glamorous thing there's no glamour it's just having a connection with somebody why is that such a hard so hard to believe (laughs) you know right 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 and
1: that and that's what we're and that's what we're lacking in society i mean you know connection and friendships and really feeling supported that's what makes the world an amazing place and i think we're getting away some people get away from that and just like you i try to bring that back um yeah
0: gotta bring it back we have to bring it back i think it's we're getting pulled further and further away from conversation and you know, I, I have a colleague, uh, Michelle Zellner, who did a speaking tour in these colleges, um, a bunch of colleges. And she said, man, a lot of these young people, they're so nervous and stressed out and have a hard time speaking to each other. I said, that's not good. That is what's coming up behind us, man. You need to have good speaking skills. You need to know how to connect with people in a, a very real and honest way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Have you heard of... Um... I saw on YouTube, and I forget the guy's name, and it is with sales, but it's the same concept of every day in his life he tries to get uh, so many no's. He wants to get rejected to desensitize him, uh-huh. um, which I think is a great skill. And I try to do that with my kids, put them in situations where they won't necessarily be getting what they want to be getting, so that yeah. hopefully as adults they, you know, they don't have the fear, and then they could live their best life. Um, and I yeah. think that would be the same thing because if you're just calling people just to call people, and <laughs> many people think you have an agenda, um, you know, and you get rejected, you don't want to get, you know, you don't want to get your feelings hurt. But it's yeah, again, and, uh, it's an emotion that people have.
0: So it is an emotion, and I, you know, I often reach out to people, you know, through messaging, and they never get back to me, or it's just like thanks, and they, you know, they make it pretty clear they're not that interested. And discussing and that's okay you know but then like you get that spark with somebody who will have an engaging kind of messaging conversation with you and that's how I know that person probably wants to have a conversation actually Mm -hmm. and and then I just I pushed that and then I just got off the phone right before you with uh, Dr. Hosking this uh, guy he used to be evolutionary biologist and now he has like he was a cyclist and he has an indoor Mm -hmm. spin studio which is like about the mind-body connection, not more of like the big loud music type of thing. Uh-huh. And we were like talking about how we feel very similar about things. i when mean, I have them on the podcast. And, you know, I think like I produce a lot of episodes in the podcast. So it makes it seem like maybe I have a lot of connections constantly, but it's not like that. It's like combing through a bunch of, of things to get a one person like that. It's like a lot Mm -hmm. of effort to find one person who you connect with like that. Right,
1: right. And why do you think that is?
0: I just think that a lot of people are in the whirlwind. They are living their lives, and I get it. They're busy. They haven't stopped to think about things outside of themselves. I think Mm -hmm. their life is what's most important to them, and keeping that arranged in a way where they can manage it is where they're at. Uh, I've been to many, you know, as, right. as an executive over the years and stuff is going to all these conferences and stuff. And, you know, everybody there's everybody's just running this race and nobody's slowing down to think, what if I actually focused on something that didn't have anything to do with me? What if I focused on somebody else's journey and making them successful? What if I have 50 amazing connections? What if I introduced some other people to those people how do I make their life better I truly right. want people to have a better life than me I really believe that I, I, I aspire to help people to have a better existence than I have and I have a great right. existence I want theirs right. to be better than mine
1: right I totally hear you on that because I've been you know thinking a lot about you know my life and my work and oh no can you hear that
0: hear what
1: hello oh there was I had an alarm going off.
0: oh I didn't hear it no
1: Okay. I only heard it. Um, so what I was saying was, yeah, I love, um, I love supporting other people. When I try to figure out like what I'm doing with my life, what do I want to do career wise? How do I want to be and show up in the world? My favorite thing to do. And it just is time and time again, I just love connecting others. It makes me so happy. And as an entrepreneur like you, what I realize is I actually do better, and I enjoy more of helping other people shine and succeed, rather than me creating something myself. You know, yeah. Um, it's just, it's just really, really cool. And when you text me a few weeks ago, and I kind of hadn't talked to you, I hadn't talked to you in a while. It's
0: been a I while, yeah. A bit,
1: yeah, I felt a little bit kind of frustrated with what am I doing with my life? All this those questions that even an almost 47-year-old will ask themselves. Um, You know, I was like, okay, you know, almost like there was a a little part of me that was almost embarrassed, like, what am I going to talk about? I don't feel (laughs) like I've, you know, and it's funny because I will coach people on what success means. But even me, then I look in the mirror and I probably teach what I need to learn. You know, so then I was like, all right, we'll talk. And then we just started talking and I got real with you and I shared kind Mm -hmm. of my new journey. And that opened up this whole amazing conversation that we're going to talk about right now.
0: Yes, for sure.
1: And, and I, and I remember when I first, so basically I'll tell everybody, um, I was not a cannabis user when I was younger. I actually looked I kind of frowned upon it, and I would break up with boyfriends because I thought they smoked too much pot. I, um, <laughs> I actually sent out apologies personally and on Facebook to them. Yeah. Um, and my sisters think I'm the biggest hypocrite because they're like, because I'll get into what I'm saying really now. But um, so, you know, I thought, oh, you would think, like, I don't know, maybe you would judge me if I told mm-hmm. you that i went and got a medical card and that i started um you know kind of playing around with edibles and tinctures and what have you and then um and then i was even making a career move into um kind of educating people more about cannabis and bringing together businesses that support cannabis and CBD and just wellness in general. And I did a certification course. And so I spoke all these things to you, almost like coming out of the closet, waiting yeah. for you to be like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're, you're a health and wellness professional. And really, like you're getting into that. But then you can continue the conversation. What happened?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I think I I used to feel very similar to how you know you feel about it. You have felt because I I never part you know partook in cannabis ever through my twenties and my mid thirties. I'm 41 mm-hmm. right now, so I didn't start partaking in it until I was like 35, and it was one of my buddies, actually, was one of my employees, and he. He was doing it and he wasn't doing it that much. He was like, man, you got to really try this. I think it's, you know, I've done, he's a big research guy. He researches the hell out of everything before he does stuff. And I'm very similar. And so, you know, we got high together and I was like, what's the big deal about this? Like what's, and the more I read, the more I learned, I was like, I think the government's completely wrong about this. I think they're completely Mm -hmm. wrong. And then I started seeing more and more states going from, not just medical marijuana, but into recreational use becoming legal and then mm-hmm. the state I was in Nevada became legal and and it just opened up a whole thing and so then my friends and i we would we were experimenting on edibles and um you know joints and kind of what our what our limits are and and you know mm-hmm. how does this make us feel and how do we you know let's try something that would be interesting to like make us productive can we be productive on cannabis mm-hmm. and we found we were incredibly productive with the right amount and doing almost anything that we wanted mm-hmm. to do we lasered in a little bit more so it just opened up this whole can of worms of so like well if this is something that could potentially be good for me what else am i missing out on and i think that right. kind of you know, I could sense, though, when you were talking, like you were kind of like, yeah, like, what do you think about that? Like you were a little nervous about what I was going to say.
1: Exactly. To- right. But I feel right. that,
0: too. Right. I would I used to feel that when I would tell people and now I just don't care. I literally just right. say, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I took a five milligram edible last night, you know, just before I went to sleep you know, I slept like a rock or whatever. And I, I don't right. care about the judgment. I'm like, if that's how you feel. You probably don't have the information. You're judging me on something that right. you learned in the '80s or something. You know, like
1: right, right. And um, yesterday on Facebook, I made an announcement that I will be bringing a uh, lifestyle, uh, sophisticated lifestyle magazine with a progressive stance on cannabis into the central PA region. Oh wow! And I and I posted it out there, and it was like it really was like coming out of the closet. And uh, I got some really great responses and support. I had someone say to me, you know, I really, really support you and I'm all in, but I couldn't like your post on Facebook Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what my clients would think. And, you know, I don't know how some people reacted because they have, you know, I haven't seen them, but I was kind of like, you know, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but like, you can, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. I was like, fuck it. You know, I just came back from this most amazing conference where you would love this because they're very motivated entrepreneurial people that do love cannabis and they get shit done and the culture of cannabis that i didn't really know because i kind of was always on the outskirts looking in since i would associate and have friends that loved it but i wouldn't do it um it's such it's i would love to kind of study the communal like I'm sure there's anthropologists that study it you know it's a very it's a very giving um heartfelt like hey I got your back let's be chill um you know community and even though I've gone into these like uh you know self-help or new age or whatever workshops and I've done like straight up business workshops this was like the pinnacle of everything and it was such a great experience so now i would be doing people a disservice if i i didn't let them know and even saying that i got a medical card in pennsylvania on this is a little bit uh nerve wracking but you know what if it can help other people i want them to know
0: well i think it's important and honestly like i thought like my my mother-in-law passed away about almost a couple years ago and when she was having so much discomfort from her cancer, we ended up getting her weed so she would feel better. Mm-hmm. During mm-hmm. when we knew she was gonna pass away, you know, it was a terminal right. thing, but we wanted her to have comfort and it did help her to have that. And I just think anything that, like that, that, you know, could help somebody and they have comfort. And there's, there's, there's so much that people I think are turning themselves off to because of, you know, marketing campaigns, slogans in the 80s, 90s, whatever. Mm-hmm against it. It's really not what you think it is. And honestly, I haven't run up against really any resistance, but also maybe partially because I'm in states, I'm in Washington where it's been legal for a long time. Right, And it's just like buying a piece of gum here. It's literally so chill and it's a very accepted part of the culture. But I would imagine that, you know, there's some states and places where it's still frowned upon quite a bit. And Mm -hmm people just aren't into it. But I think it's the responsibility of successful, intelligent people who partake in cannabis to put it out that they partake responsibly to the public. Right. Because if we, don't, if we don't do it, other people, what the face of it will be is what people think it is. People sitting in their mom's basement, smoking, playing video games, just baked out of their mind. That's, that's what right. they'll think it is.
1: Right, totally. And that's why this company called Sensi Media Group um, and magazine that I now have, uh, you know, started getting involved with, that is their whole mission. So their their magazine is beautiful. It ha- It's on high quality paper. I know I said hi. Um, <laughs> really, really educated yeah. articles and they want to change the image of cannabis. And so over, I think 22% of the people who read it have master's degrees or higher, 60 something percent have college degrees, like 20% make over 200,000 a year. And not that those things, you know, make you a better person, but it's just saying, hey, these people that you would assume don't do this are doing it, supporting it, but they may not feel comfortable sharing. Um, So I think that's great. And um, I, the other thing I thought of was I I met a thirteen year old girl, who uh, had has epilepsy, and she lives in Colorado, and she's been four year seizure free because yeah. of her plant based medicine. But she says, you know what, I can't leave the state because I can't travel with she right. can't travel with it. Um, and she was on a pharmaceutical that caused a lot of you know side effects, and I'm just sitting here thinking. You know, I know we're on the precipice of it becoming legal. And yeah. I mean, when you hear stories like that, come on, like it needs to be in every state.
0: Every state. Um, I think it will be. State. But it's yeah. like, you know, these some of these clowns in the government, you know, these old guys who just, you know, they got to protect their reputation and stuff. And no, 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 this is a schedule one drug. It's one of the biggest jokes in the world mm-hmm. right now. And I think it's just it's just a matter of time. It's how it goes with things is you have a few progressive states that are leading the edge and then other things start topping. I mean, you're seeing it every election, more and more states become Mm -hmm. either medical, uh, you know, marijuana Mm -hmm. states or they go fully on recreational.
1: And it's
0: just and, you, you know, when you see like the tide coming. You know, you just have to give in at some point. You know, it's not right. like you just, you can hold out for as long as you want, but eventually the tide's going to be too big. It's right. my, my buddy always says, he's like, you know, one day they're going to find out this stuff's g- good for you. It's like a medical, it's like a miracle. It's right. like, and they're, and they're
1: starting to, and they're I mean, starting
0: to, exactly. Yeah,
1: right. Right. And you know what else? Like, I'm not a drinker. I don't like alcohol. I don't like how I feel. And I was at this conference and a friend of mine, I, well, a uh, she's now my friend that I met there, hadn't really done edibles and not really had, she didn't really partake in any cannabis prior, but she wanted to get involved. Yeah. And, uh, so I was like, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to, we got this, uh, mango chili fruit kind of leather. I yeah. said, just take this one, you know? And then she was yeah. I'm like, trust me. I'm like, don't take your son's brownie. Cause he's like, no. know, he's in his early thirties. So she took the, she did the edible. And then somebody else said, oh, have a mint. And I was, she's like, it's only two milligrams. I'm like, oh, I don't think you should do the mint. I think you should just stick with what you have. Yeah. And she's like, all right, I'm taking the mint. I'm like, okay. So then right. we're, I'm like hanging out with other people. She goes upstairs. I'm not going to mention her name because I'm going to yeah. have her listen to this. And
0: yeah. then she
1: eats the brownie. Okay? Oh, my
0: she- gosh.
1: So here's this woman in her 50s eating a brown, you know, eating all that, coming back downstairs. She's hysterical. She's She's fucking baked, man. Yeah, totally. But, but, you know, she's laughing. She's chill. Yeah. Nothing bad happened. She had the best night's sleep. She woke up ready to go the next day. And, like, for me, uh, you know, I had it. I woke up the next day. I had a great workout. I've played around with trying it before workouts, Mm -hmm. which is. Really great. Um, yeah,
0: we were discussing that before. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And I think it's like, I would like to kind of play around more and learn more about the benefits of it uh, pre workout, as since we're both coming from the personal training you mm-hmm. know, background yeah. and then post. But I know for me, I text a friend when, or a friend texts me, I was on the spin bike. I have the Peloton app on my phone and I was yeah. at the gym. And she texts me, so I answered while I was on the bike, and I was like, I just had an edible, and I'm on the bike, and I'm having the best workout.
0: <laughs>
1: and she was like, right on, because my mind wasn't telling me to stop working out. Yeah. And a lot of times, it's my mind that stops me before my body.
0: Right, right. You know what's funny is so I had an edible the other day before I worked out, and uh, like mm-hmm. five milligrams, you know. I was like, let's do a real tiny yeah. amount for me. That's like a tiny amount, and sure I mean, just felt great, you know. It's just like, just go forever, you know. But it's just like the the mind body connection when you're exercising is great. And it's funny, I was telling my friends, and these guys are heavy cannabis users, and you know they're in fitness, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I could never work out with doing. I said, you know what? See, that's a that's a notion. You're turning yourself off to something that you don't know anything about. I'm like, mm-hmm. be do like you normally are. Really think about it. When you cook food, when you do, when you have cannabis, it's like you're zeroed in on cooking the best thing you could ever cook. Why well, wouldn't exercise? Mm-hmm. They think the movement element is what you know. I said, well, yeah. If you if you busted like 30, 40 milligrams, you you you're not going to be doing anything. Right. You're not going to be right. exercising. I mean, you can barely get up. I mean, like, but right. if you right. did a little bit. And you exercise, right. it actually changes the workout tremendously in the feeling and the sense, the sensation. Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, uh, one of the guys, he, st- he hasn't done it yet, but I said, seriously, you should try it. It's like, right. and then one of my other uh, connections in um, Germany, she does it and she said, it's amazing. I've never heard anybody say they didn't like it when they did it a controlled amount when they're working right. out. Right. Like it was mind blowing for them absolutely and i think it's like anything you know moderation
1: like you don't want to go out and drink five glasses of wine you know no I mean, no like, no right like you said five milligrams five milligrams is great and even great. for me i smaller um i wouldn't do more than that i i don't i'm not doing cannabis on a you know during a day to be fucked up it's right just to kind of maybe take the edge off a little bit uh maybe on a friday yeah. night maybe i would do ten yeah but I I wouldn't do more than that. Like, why would I bother? It's. Yeah. I think it's the mentality of people want to overconsume. They do it with food. They do it with alcohol. They do it with buying fancy cars
0: and sure. and whatever. Um, But, you know, just a little bit can go a long way. I tell you what, though. One of the things I've done is I'm a big proponent of, like, testing my limit. And I've done mm-hmm. that in many things. So I, I still like to drink alcohol. I don't drink a ton of it. It's just a very, I just more of a social uh-huh. thing. And I do combine it with uh, uh, edibles here and there, which is wild. It's pretty right. wild. But I'm not going crazy. But I've des- right. definitely taking, taken maybe 45 mm-hmm. milligrams at once at one point yeah. just to see. Uh-huh. And, uh, right. you know, it messed me up big time. I mean, I was—I could barely move. I was incoherent. And I said, Okay. You know, I was in a safe place, it was in my house, you know. Right. That's my thing, you gotta set the scene. And my wife was like helping me, carrying me around. I mean, it was a mess. It was a complete uh-huh. mess. Uh-huh. But right. I've never done it again that level. Because I said, Okay, right. I know that that's that's way above my limit. I did 30 one time, I was like, eh, that's still a little too much. And I've come to the point where uh-huh. like probably fifteen is my max on like a hanging out, like really hard hanging out time like that. Right. So I had, but I, I had to do that for me to know where was I, because that's the type of personality I'm, I'm kind of like, I want to push myself. Like, where is this going? Can I, what's my limit? And then I just back off pretty hard once I know where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel like that. But I was also willing to experiment to see where my edge is and, you know, try different versions. Am I more sativa guy? Am I indica more you know i gotta try stuff to figure out and what i've learned is like edibles is you know for me i can't do it that much because it's just i'll wake up high sometimes if i do like 10 Mm -hmm. 15 i'm like man i can't i can't be doing this too much you know right
1: right yeah i had um i got a dna test which is very interesting that it supposedly tests like kind of what your preference is for your body
0: i've heard of this by the way yeah
1: yeah, it was really, really cool, and um, so I'm a very high-energy go person, you know, and so I thought a sativa, which is a very uplifting, high-energy yes. um, strain, would be perfect for me, you know, but, I, but actually, what my body and what my mind needs, of course, I can find a hybrid, but it's more of an indica, where mm-hmm. it's more chill And then I I feel like I can be so creative, which I love being creative.
0: Yes, yes. Uh,
1: Sometimes a a sativa almost jacks me up and gives me some anxiety.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I get get that. You got to try. You got to try. You got to figure out what works. You know, I've had some edibles that were just 10 milligrams and like a kind of this chocolate form. Mm-hmm. and it was so powerful it was almost psych- psychedelic almost the feeling mm-hmm. and i'm like this right. is just 10 so 10 is not a 10 is not a 10 through everything okay. either you know right was, and it just depends
1: and, right and since i was in denver denver has is a different altitude it's also different yes. uh, having the same exact dose there as in central pa right
0: so,
1: yeah it's just you know it's really it's it's individual and um you know people say keep a journal which is great to kind of figure out that's a good idea yeah and then also figuring out what you like um so i got some uh chocolate covered espresso beans in denver yeah i thought that would be the most amazing thing and i took 10 and so it was like two cups of coffee and 10 milligrams and i didn't really like the feeling yeah Um, and i took that the mango chili fruit leather that was also 10 and it was amazing i was wow. so i was still productive but i felt chill and motivated at the same time so
0: i like that that's great yeah. See, see was funny yeah. we're having this conversation and you know if people that know us or may not you know like we've done some good things in our you know our business we're not just sitting right. in some you know basement doing nothing just blown out of our mind like can have intelligent conversation, I mean, I've had incredible conversations while I was high, like I'm talking like cosmos, universe, you yeah.
1: know yeah, yeah yeah incredible
0: conversations, you know
1: right and I mean, and then maybe that segues a little bit into um, psychedelic
0: yeah, no doubt yeah. I tell you I wasn't I was definitely that was something I was very scared of. I was, wow. like, really scared of doing that. I was like, this may be too much. Like, it's the same guy who's cracking me up. He's like, okay, I've been reading up about LSD and psilocybin and all this stuff. I'm like, you're, you're crazy, man. I was like, this shit's getting going to over, uh, overboard, you know? He's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. He's sending me all these articles. And I start getting into it. I'm reading about these research studies in the 60s with divinity students. And mm-hmm. John Hopkins, and I'm like, man, this is some seriously reputable stuff going on, these people researching this. And then you see kind of the research gap or kind of the deadening of the research after that time for all this time as the government declaring it a Schedule I drug and mm-hmm. this war against psychedelics. And I'm like anybody else. I was like, oh, man, that's crazy. Like, why would you ever like, you know, this mind-altering thing but then, you know, once I read up about it, I was very receptive to trying it out. And uh, it was an incredible, incredible journey. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, can you
1: say more about like what was incredible
0: about the journey? Well, I will say that, you know, when I decided to do it, my wife was definitely not into the idea. Uh-huh. She was like heavily against it. But she also knew that like I was just going to do it anyways.
1: You know, either,
0: and I told her I said I'm gonna do it. Would you rather me sneak it or just do it? You know, and so she's like, okay. I said, listen, I'm gonna go with kind of a guide, and we're gonna go through Red Rock Canyon in Las Vegas. It's gonna be this very spiritual experience. I think it's gonna be life changing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I got an eighth of it, and uh, I took the entire thing. You know, the mushrooms. It it tasted disgusting. I mean, it was just just disgusting taste. But I was like. Down the hatch all at once, you know. And I remember just uh, we were walking and I said, how long does this take to uh, to take effect? And he said, about 20 minutes. I was like, really, that's a that's a short amount of time. Because like when I take an edible, it takes me about 40 minutes to really it hits me hard, you know. So 20 minutes, that's, you know, uh, not much. So we're walking around. I'm like, this is nothing to me. This is not a big deal. And then like I just it's like I got slapped in the face. Mm-hmm. and then this the we're walking around you can imagine in this desert environment with mountains everywhere and all these like uh the shrub with bushes with these beautiful flowers sprouting from them and the first thing i saw was all these flowers started looking the color of highlight uh, pins mm-hmm. so everything was so vivid it was so vivid i was like wow it's just like a highlighter mm-hmm. everybody took a highlighter pen and colored the flowers and it was so like jumping out at me, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this is pretty, pretty incredible, and then uh, I think that's when I started freaking out slightly, because I started losing uh, my body, I started disintegrating, um, mm-hmm. my physical self started literally, uh, I mean, it's, it is what I'm saying, like, I literally saw, I saw my hands and my arms starting to grow like super long like go go gadget like they were growing
1: uh-huh interesting right? i could see
0: it like like it was it was literally happening and i was freaking out and my and all of a sudden it started dissolving and my guide was like it's okay you're just you're losing your ego you're losing yourself your physical body is is disappearing and your true self is just going to be in in this existence And so I, you know, when I said, I'm losing my legs. I started freaking out because I started, like, feeling my legs disappearing. And uh, and he said, no, they're still there. It's just, you know, you're you're just losing, you know, your ego. This this thing that's keeping you from seeing the real world and stuff, you know. And uh, that was weird because then all of a sudden I'm, like, floating as this entity that had no body. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that freaked me out. But then I calmed down. And we were walking, and um, you know, I, it was almost too intense. And he said, "Close your eyes." So I closed my eyes, and that I couldn't handle. That I did not want to experience again during that time because I closed my eyes and I started. It was like I time traveled into space and the universe and the past and planets forming and dying. And I was like, "This is too intense for me. Like I, I don't want to. Ta- I don't want to travel in a rocket ship." Beyond the Earth, right now. I'm not. I can't do that. You know, right this sounds crazy. I know <laughs> I'm saying it.
1: <laughs> no, no, I get up. But so then, what happened? How did so? You know it, like...
0: Well, I opened my eyes, and then and he was like, "Well, let's keep traveling, like walking." And so, you know, I was like, I was really like struggling. I was struggling to stay in my situation. I was like freaking out. And so he said, "No, no, let's go down into this canyon." And it was kind of this closed-off canyon. Now, this is weird. This is a very busy hiking area. I mean, you see people all the time. So we are in this canyon, and there was nobody there. I mean, it was weird that there was nobody around. So um, we're down there, and so he sits on this big rock. He, you know, and he had taken it, too, but he, you know, he has done it before. He right. sits on this rock, and his eyes started turning green. They started turning like, pure, like Incredible Hulk color. Mm-hmm. and I was like, whoa, dude, something's happening to you, and uh, he's like, what, and he just smiles at me, he lays down on the rock, and he started transforming into this green monster, I mean, it was crazy, and it mm-hmm. was him, but he was like a monster, just like green monster, and I kept—I ca- started pacing back and forth, back and forth, and he said, you just gotta let go, man, you gotta let go, he said, whatever scares you, just move towards it, whatever whatever is freaky to you, just move towards it and at that point i wanted to just kind of get out of there so i was gonna leave the canyon but then i don't know how crazy this sounds then a reindeer appeared and it was like Uh keeping me in there it was like standing in the way it was like no you can't leave you have to just stay here and i started to develop this idea and once this idea came to me um my entire world just turned green. Like literally, it's like I blinked my eyes opened it and it was green. Everything was green, completely green, everything. It was strange. And I started developing this idea and he said, what is it? What's this idea? What is the idea? I said, I don't know, but I feel like I'm going to vomit it out. I'm going to vomit this idea out. Mm -hmm. He said, let it happen. Just let it happen. And so I was like not vomiting. It was like dry heaving and mm-hmm. I held my hands out in front of me, if you can imagine, and I vomited out this idea, and it came out as a box in mm-hmm. my hand. And he said, what is the idea? I said, well, a voice told me that this idea is for later on, to discuss this with somebody later on. And I was like, okay. And so, you know, I'm pacing around. He said, well, let's, take, let's finally leave this canyon. I have no clue how long we're in this canyon. I was just like, mm-hmm. who knows? Finally, that reindeer was gone. I left the canyon. He said, "Look up at the mountains." And looked up at the mountains. The mountains had a heartbeat. It was literally beating. The mountains. Mm. It was like going in and out. The breath in, out, in, out. The mountains start rearranging itself like Tetris. And I'm not. Not. This is literally what I was seeing. For that, he said, "Take your shoes off." I said, "Okay." So I take my shoes off, barefoot. We're walking in the dirt, and I feel. I feel the earth grab like the vines of the planet, cover my feet, grab me. Then I get down on my knees, I put my hands into the dirt and I feel vines, the planet grabbing my hands, literally grabbing me. And mm-hmm. I, started, I started sobbing. I started crying because it was so emotionally powerful. It was the first time in my life I understood that I am nothing. I am such i I'm so small compared to the planet, to the universe, <laughs> and that these everything around me is actually alive. It's literally alive. That mountains alive. This dirt's alive. The, the bushes they're alive. They may not be talking, but they are living and they're communicating with me. And it was one of the greatest experiences I had in my life. I mean, just that that moment was mind blowing, uh, for wow. me. Wow. I be, It was then that I, the first time I ever felt connected to nature. Because before, I didn't care about nature. I was like, well, whatever. You know, I didn't grow up kind of in into that idea. But uh, I think doing that helped me understand that all these things are alive. You think some rock you're looking at on the ground is just some dead thing. No, it's alive. It's alive. And I had a new respect for that. So we're walking... And my guide, he just disappeared, literally just disappeared. And I was like, Where, what is going on? He just disappeared. And this is when I, I was coming down a little bit and I started walking and I just felt like I couldn't get back to the beginning of the uh, of the trail. So it was like it was like uh-huh. a never ending trail, like it was just like would never going to end. And then I started questioning whether I was seeing people like real people. I would see people on the trail and I didn't know if they were real or not hmm And so I actually started asking people, are you real? and stuff. And I know that must have been really freaky for those people walking by me. Uh-huh. Like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? You know? Yeah,
1: right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. And
0: I was like trying to get out of there. So finally I got back up to the top and I was just sitting. I remember I was sitting on the side of the road and uh my guide came back and we were just kind of coming down, and we we're relaxing. And he was like, what did you think? And I was like, it was one of the most powerful things I've ever done in my life. I saw the world for how it really is. How it really Mm -hmm. is. I was like, you know what? People are not seeing life as it is. It's like the matrix. It's literally like what you're being shown versus what is actually there. Mm -hmm. It's like taking the veil away. And you're like, holy shit. This is reality. So... The last part is, you know, I got home and my wife, you know, I get in and she sees I'm, I'm emotionally jarred, you know, and she she comes up to me. She gives me a hug. We sit down, we start talking and that box comes back to me ah. and I immediately knew what was inside it when I started talking to it to her.
1: I have chills. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I said, you know, my wife is super connected To nature, like she is like a nature being. Like every she feels the environment very intensely. And everything in her to her in the environment is very important and how we treat animals and you know, the plants and whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I that box came back to me and it opened and it said, Now you can feel the same way your wife feels. And It made, we, we always had a great marriage, but it took our marriage from a 10 to like 10 billion. Like, and I told her, I said, I finally understand how you feel. I'll never wow. disrespect the environment and how you feel about it. Cause I'd be like, oh, it's frou-frou stuff. You know, you too, you're bleeding heart and stuff like that, you know? Right. And I finally made sense to me. And I felt like my psychedelic journey, the journey was for me to get closer to my wife. That's what the journey was about and to see the world for what it was. And I think my wife sees the change for a good year and a half after doing it. I think it just, it changed my personality in a very subtle way. It Mm -hmm. increased my networking. My networking went through the charts after that. Right. And it just went off the charts. And I just was like, you know, my purpose is to connect people to themselves because if I connect them to themselves, they'll be connected to the universe and the nature and their own spirituality. Whatever that is for them. People need to get closer mm-hmm. to what makes them human. They need to have an existential semi-crisis and figure out what is their purpose. And, yes, and to yes. see the life for what it really is. It isn't about your fucking car and all this money right. you want to make and you know how hot you are and stuff. It's like Who are you? Who actually, if I ask somebody, who are you? Most people can't answer that question. I can can answer that question. I can answer that question very easily. But I think I needed psilocybin to help me Uh answer that question and help me understand a little bit more about my journey and life. I mean, if you look at the research, these divinity students who did in the 60s, I mean, these are people studying to be priests, you know, the whole thing, pastors. They said it was one of the top three divine experiences in their entire life and their life. And right. most of them, 80%, it was the most powerful spiritual experience in their life. Why right. wouldn't you want well, that? Why wouldn't you want
1: that? I know. Totally. Because, I mean, that's the way of the warrior, right? Right. Going to the, getting that existential crisis and then uh, rising above it, and in all, I mean, if you look at native cultures, you know they all have ayahuasca, mm-hmm. uh, peyote, you name it, and that's yep. it's just part of the journey. Um, yeah, that's so beautiful. I have Thank not you. tried. Yeah, I have not tried mushrooms, um, but yeah, I, I have to now. I have done. I think you have to. I know I've studied with a shaman. I've done lots of journeying and, um, you know, kind of ran and been out in the woods for 30 days and things like that. Um, And I do feel really connected to nature, but your story, I mean, beyond being powerful is a reminder to me about um, as I'm driving, I'm looking at the trees and thinking, yeah, you know, like when you really stop and you can hear them and Feel them, and it just makes you a better, happier person. Um, And I feel like your story that you were saying, and although you said it, it was really about your wife. You've also expanded that into all of the people that you touch, because we we can feel that as well.
0: Yeah, I think I I've always been a pretty kind person to people, Mm -hmm. but I just think it made me kinder. It made me happier. I wasn't. I'm never really ever worried anymore about stuff. And I think one of the biggest things that I've seen with research with um, psychedelics, you know, I listened to Michael Pollan's book, you know, How How Mm -hmm. to Change Your Mind. Great book about psychedelics. And, you know, he got really big into it. And, you know, he's a big, you know, agricultural and architect guy. But he went into it. And that was another thing for me was like, wow, like really reputable people are doing this. I mean, like they're pushing the boundaries. And, you know, for a guy like Michael Pollan, he was never spiritual at all before he did mm-hmm. psychedelics. And he he developed a spiritual sense. I've always had it in a sense, you know, I grew up as a Christian. I still am. So I've always had a spiritual kind of religious aspect in my life. It's been very important to me. But this like shot it to level 50. This was like mm-hmm. the next level of my spirituality. And I, I think, you know, for a lot of people, if they're searching, trying to figure out, you know, where do I stand in life? You know, what is life about? What is the meaning? There's some answers in mm-hmm. psychedelics. There really is. I mean, I'm anxious next time I do it. I'm an, I I want to travel. I want to time travel. There's, there's a part of your brain, apparently, that actually is coded for time travel. This sounds really wacky. I, and when I say this shit, I'm like, this sounds crazy. but it's. So, I know,
1: I know. And it's being recorded. So it's and it's been recorded. <laughs> it's
0: going to be out there. And it's fine because I always listen to Michael Pollan's book. And he, they were talking about the element of time travel within your brain. And, that we're, you know, we're searching for time travel on a machine and stuff. But it's actually available in your mind, to uh-huh. time travel. And that element of traveling beyond the planet, you know, kind of this, uh, you know, this psychi- this, they call it psychonauts, you know. Right. Like okay. astronauts. But psychonauts, it's the whole point of psychedelics. It's a trip. That's why they say, you know, bad trip, good trip. And at John Hopkins, the guy I was watching a special about it again is, you know, the people doing the study there, they give you a flight agenda before you do participate in the study, an actual flight agenda, because you're going on a trip and many times you're going on a time travel trip. You're leaving the planet, you're traveling back and forth in time. That was just too intense for me. I was I'm into nice. that in movies, but I wasn't ready for that. Right. But right. I think next time I would love to travel the cosmos and see a, you know, a, a, a red dwarf and a supernova, and uh-huh. because that's the only way I'm getting out there.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, uh, yeah. Right. 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 You so know. That's, that's yeah. That's so cool. Um. And and you know when I used to study with the shaman, he said when when it's the right time, it'll present itself. Um, and I think, I think that's true. You weren't ready to do that
0: part, I wasn't ready.
1: and yeah. I haven't been ready to try mushrooms, but I will say, um, I sat and did a 10 day meditation of a pasna retreat where we couldn't read, write exercise mm-hmm. or anything. And although there was no, uh, medicinal trip, every memory or everything that you have encountered in your life is actually stored in your brain. And right. when you when you sit still for that long, you you can remember things that you didn't even know like that you processed. Something as simple as I remember sitting there and I in my mind opened my refrigerator back home and I knew where the ketchup bottle was and where the label was turned and you know like it's amazing the mind is such an amazing thing and we haven't even tapped into like a you know barely any of it and so yeah to use a a psychedelic to do that that's that seems really cool and hearing it from you as a very um responsible upstanding professional right it, it helps um make make me and i'm sure make others feel more comfortable and open to trying that and I so appreciate you sharing that on this uh, on, our convert, on our call because I wonder if, you know, there, there was probably a little part of you that's like, oh, holy shit, I just, I just shared that.
0: I think it's the crazier stuff. Like some of this stuff, it sounds a little crazy when you're saying it, but uh-huh. I think it just has to get out there. You know, everybody that I've told that story to, which is not a ton of people, I never felt right. weird about telling it. I'm just like, hey, this is it. And you know what? Everybody responds in a way of like, I want that. I would love mm-hmm. to, you know, find, find a little more of myself. I mean, you're really on a journey to discover yourself
1: mm-hmm. and other
0: things and emanate from that. I mean, even now when I go on hikes, I always touch trees. My oh, wife yeah. does it all the time too now. And like we, I touch a tree and I close my eyes because I want that feeling back. I want yeah. that tree to talk to me again. You
1: gotta give the, you gotta give the tree
0: a bear hug. Yeah. You know, they say tree huggers and stuff. I get it now. I totally get it because we're all connected. We are all right. living on this planet. And, you know, I have plenty of people I know in my life who would go, oh, you know, you're just, you're crazy liberal person, you know, tree hugging guy. I'm like, yeah, but it's pro- probably because you've never done it.
1: Right. Like, if right? You,
0: you, you've never done it. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was me, like, you know, talking even about cannabis and, yeah. and almost looking down upon people that did it and you know what i'm here to say i am sorry and when someone <laughs> looks down when someone looks down upon it it's their own issue right it it's was their own, own issue because what i felt was like oh when somebody i loved was uh high and they were with me i felt like they weren't with me that they yeah. were escaping from me but in reality they were trying to they were even enhancing the journey together exactly
0: and you imagine yes. and like you imagine like doing that together and you right. have this great, amazing chemistry and a deeper connection. Right.
1: Right, it's, tr- right. it's
0: totally amazing. Um, yeah.
1: So you, you don't count your wife out. She may do it someday.
0: I think she, you know, she wants to do uh, mushrooms. Uh-huh. And, but I told her, I said, you know, I want you to feel really, like, really right about it. You know, like, because mm-hmm. like, I felt very convicted to do it. But it was also something that I did. I wanted no part of doing it again for a long time. Because it was right. so emotionally taxing. I couldn't mm-hmm. see having that experience again in a, in, a, in a short time span. It was just, I needed right. to let that experience marinate on itself for a very long time. And mm-hmm. so my plan is probably the next couple years, it'll be about five years since I've done it, is to right. do it again. And a lot of the research shows that it's best to take psychedelics in your 40s. It is the optimal time uh-huh. to take it in your 40s because you have, you know who you are much more you're more uh-huh. mature, your brain's not in this state of like early 20s where it's still really developing physiologically, right. for that. And you know, and, and and Michael Pollan, the famous guy, and all of his research. You, see, you know, if you have potential, de- if you have you know potentially depression or a history of mental illness, I want to put this out there. If you have a history of mental illness, do not do psychedelics do not do right. it it can um, potentially push you into schizophrenic and uh, uh right. mode so but they it's not for have, everybody they,
1: no not for sure but they do have a psychiatrist that will with um you know proper uh, care and counseling they will guide people through but that you have yeah. to talk to an expert you know what I you mean? do like you do right absolutely yeah Cause and i want to do that research yeah they're doing I, some research on ptsd and yes. uh, psychedelics right but we're right we're putting that out there don't do any of these things um we're not we're not advocating that you do it we're having you make your own do your own research and you know make yeah for you personally
0: yeah these aren't things done on a whim you know it's in and like you know mushrooms psilocybin all that stuff they're not party drugs they're not things you do to like oh let's have a great time they're Right. They're, you know, even even, you know, mushrooms or psilocybin, it's actually called it's an antigen drug, which it's called the spiritual drug. It mm-hmm. is to help you connect on a higher plane with who you are, an existential drug, in my opinion, to question, learn about yourself, uh, larger things about yourself. But it's not something you should just do on a one. I know I have mentioned Michael Pollan, but read that book, How to change your mind if you're thinking of because he he gives a very good roadmap into getting into it and finding he's done it with, you know, shamans, guides. He's done a kind of Mm -hmm. street versions of it. And I think he's very good about saying, hey, you need to be very careful before you enter into this. Do the research. Don't do it by yourself. Get a guide. Mm -hmm. Have a, that's another, have a guide. Do not do Mm -hmm. it on your own. Don't be by yourself. You know, set and setting... Set and setting is completely important. It makes a huge difference. Be in nature, be with somebody. Do not do it in your house. Don't look at yourself in the mirror. Your face is gonna melt and stuff like that. It's gonna be weird, man. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so you gotta right. be careful with going into these things because you're gonna you're gonna experience something that is gonna be so far outside of reality, your current reality, it will scare you if you're not ready to do it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. I'm gonna be 47 next month, so I'm,
0: I'm running you know. out of time. I got to do it. Forties <laughs> <laughs> is the right time. That's I told my yeah. wife. We're both 40, 41, and yeah. I did it. My my, uh, like I was like 38 or so, and uh-huh. I. But I think it was the right timing for me, and uh, I think it's just you're more mature, and I think right. you're more ready to put yourself in the right situation, for. But I, I'm definitely not ashamed of it. I'm pumped about it. I will do it again. Because I think there's more for me to learn. Right. And and as I grow older and I change and I grow, there's different experiences I need to have. And I think, you know, this psilocybin, as you just mentioned, with like PTSD, I mean, it's helping people kick like hardcore drug habits like cocaine, heroin, all that stuff. Mm. You know, traumatic instant people, veterans coming back from war they're doing this and they it's kicking their habit mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. like in the ass immediately like straight up destroying the habit immediately and right. that's how powerful if that's if this can do that why is there this weird weirdness about it right this totally. schedule 1 marijuana and psychedelics have no place being in a schedule 1 drug no place right. not I even know. close put cigarettes I know. on there okay Like, come
1: on, you know.
0: Right. I don't
1: know. I know. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of uh, all the people that have suffered and been in jail and all that. Yeah, that's a whole other thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole
1: other topic for another day. But yeah, what's the coolest thing? And I guess I would just want people to know that are listening. Like, you know, it was a text message. You texted to just check in and say, hey, and then. I exposed myself and shared something and then you got to share this whole experience with mushrooms with me. And I mean, wow. And just think like it's just because we wanted to connect. There was no agenda,
0: no agenda, just networking. I I said, Oh, I haven't talked to Wendy in a while. I should text her to see how she's doing. And you know, just, I I like to nurture my network. I like to get back with people because you're going through different times as the year goes on, you know? Right. And you never know, oh the timing God. lines up.
1: I know, I, well, I believe things happen for reasons. So, yeah, I mean, it was like the perfect storm. Um, so, wow, definitely Thank you so much. And I and I also really wanted I wanted your audience to hear more about you because you're such a giving person and you're always focused on everybody else and interviewing them. And, you know, like, let's hear your experiences.
0: Wow, that's so kind of you. I really appreciate that wendy Aww. you're you're just so awesome, and I feel like I don't know. It was just I was literally at the beach, and I was thinking to myself, "You popped in my mind, and I was like,
1: It's amazing I don't
0: know why right. I haven't talked to Wendy. I need to text her just to see what's going on,
1: yeah you know I know, and I text and I answered right away.
0: you did you definitely I, did. I did I
1: did 'cause i yeah. w- it was like it was like if, I had a big smile on my face when I thought. <laughs> So oh my gosh we've talked for an hour that's amazing.
0: Well that's how it goes you know and yeah. I, I want to continue you know at, you know offline just hearing about this magazine and stuff. I mean I have an interest okay. in what's going on there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know to share more. With yeah you. I would love to hear more about it and how I can assist you in any way that is I'm able to Is I would love to do that. So
1: You're amazing. I would I would I would so appreciate Thank you. that because I feel like that is also part of this mission of connecting people and their passions and so yeah whatever yeah it'll be great so we'll do that thank you so much you got it well
0: Wendy thanks for your time enjoy the rest of your drive back up to Hershey Pennsylvania I just
1: you know what you know what Wait, what's really funny is I literally just pulled in. It was perfect.
0: Boom! That's how it's done.
1: I am <laughs> here now. That's right. So I am in the sweetest place on earth now. That's what you say. are. You literally are.
0: Good. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for your time, Wendy. Right. We'll speak again Thank soon. Thank you. All perfect. right.
1: Awesome. Bye. Bye.